Hey everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. (laughs) I love that, Tracy. (laughs) Thank you. It's like we did the wave. All right, Tracy, what we got today? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have like someone who I hope will quit her actual job just to become my life coach. Yes, absolutely. And save me from myself because <laughs> I need it so, so bad. Our friend and co-worker Stacey Marie Ishmael is here. She's the head editor of BuzzFeed News Apps and she's a boss. She's going to fix she's your entire boss, life. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she will fix your entire life, hopefully. We've been trying to figure out ways that we can like interview each other on the air and just kind of like have uh, random conversations about very random things. Not that that's not what we do anyway. Right. <laughs> but so we came across a game called Personality. It's essentially just like a, a game full of questions that you ask friends, whoever you're playing with. So the way this game works, each card has a multiple choice question on it. And whoever is up they read the question and they read all the answers and their opponent has to guess how the reader would answer. Yeah. So this is all about how well do I know Tracy? Right. How well does Tracy know me? Right. I feel like the premise of this game is great. Yes. <laughs> Some of the questions were a little... You could tell a white person wrote it. Because hmm. <laughs> they're like... uh, if you could travel back in time. So many time travel questions. That's Only how you know a black person did not travel. write that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back in time, where would you go? Yesterday? Nowhere. <laughs> maybe, maybe a month ago. Yeah, I'm not trying to go too far back black in time. comedian has a joke about time yes. travel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how could they have not heard? Anyway. It looks like it was written by like the worst guy in HR. Like Toby from The Office. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's get to know each other, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea, though. I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I love getting to know you, Tracy. Yeah. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, my God. All right. First question. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. This doesn't go well for me typically. You asking me questions on air. I mean, okay. I lose. I'm going to lose. There's, this there's game. no losing. There is. There's a way to lose everything, and I always lose. Okay. If I could be completely free of one of the following emotions, which would I choose and why? Hmm. A, impatience. B, anxiety. C, jealousy. D, insecurity. E, intolerance. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like you kind of enjoy being intolerant, so I'm joking. Whoa. I'm joking. I'm joking. It was a joke. I mean, I don't tolerate a lot, so you ain't lying. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like the obvious answer is anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yay, ding 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 ding. You're right. You know woo, me well. You know me well. Woo, 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 woo. All right, you you go. Okay. All right. Which of the following scandals would I like to get the inside scoop on and why? <laughs> Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky's relationship, OJ Simpson's trial. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch News Group's wiretapping of celebrities <laughs> or Bernie Madoff's downfall? Okay, definitely not the last two. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a fuck. Um, OJ or Monica Lewinsky? Hmm. There's definitely some inside gossip still left in both those stories. I'm yeah. going to go with Lewinsky. Oh, it would be OJ. What? Yes, because here's my thinking on OJ. I do not think that he physically committed the crimes. Oh, my God. But I think I... that he had somebody do it for him. Listen, I watched this documentary oh once about the guy who probably did it. It was Tracy. so good. I swear. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the gloves didn't fit, though. 
Did the gloves fit? I am learning a lot about you. I'm saying, I'm saying, I have to find, because you know I'm all into like true crime and documentaries and stuff. I saw the best documentary about this guy who was probably, I think he was probably a serial killer. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who did it. OJ's involved. He had this guy do it. That's what I think. Anyway. Um, okay. Wow. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a lot the, today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. I have the power to rid the world of one of the following. Which would I choose and why? Parking meters, pimples, flies, fad diets, or glitter? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, of all the things that you can get rid of in the world, glitter and parking meters and pimples. I feel like I have a pretty strong answer. I'm going to say flies. Mm, no. Uh, flies are a necessary part of our ecosystem. But they're annoying. True. But like, I wouldn't want to get rid of them. Uh, the right answer is fad diets. Uh, fad diets are so trash. They are trash. And like, just the way we think about our bodies is trash. I know. My get mom, rid of all. Burn it down. For a little while, my mom and brother were doing the cabbage soup diet. What? What is that? It is as bad. It's, it's where you eat cabbage soup like all the fucking time. And like there are certain days where you can have like certain fruits or like certain whatevers. And Jesus. like one day you can have like a steak. Listen, so I was like very, very against anybody doing this diet. Right. But I'm like, you know what? I'm your daughter. I love you. I'm going to do this with you. Mm. And she you was did like, it? well, I, tr- I attempted mm. the first day as such attitude. Such an attitude problem because I, I was mean, hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I was subsisting hungry. On cabbage. Also, cabbage makes you gassy as hell, <laughs> right? Yes. So Wednesday, Wednesday, I remember Wednesday was my last day on this diet. <laughs> Wednesday was baked potato day. You could have a big ass baked potato Just in addition to like one? your yeah. But I mean, we got like really really big baking potatoes. <laughs> Heaven, I'm talking about like this the butter and like the the salt and like the pepper it felt like a full steak dinner just me and this potato i ate <laughs> every inch of this potato <laughs> me and even the, the potato. skin <laughs> and at the end of it my, my mother was like you know what we're done we're not doing this <laughs> yes. anymore i cannot take There's you no way to it's live it's over yeah. we're finished now i mean she didn't do it because she wasn't having fun i got on her nerves so much because oh, i was so shit. hungry she was like i'm not doing this with you anymore <laughs> done finished <laughs> I recently learned juicing is where you try to live off just juice. <laughs> what? I thought they were like, you know, cleansing and then like eating other stuff. So they don't eat anything. It's just juice. Just juice. You literally cannot do that. Like houseway. <laughs> That's not how the human body all right, works at let's all. Let's do last one. Okay. Which of the following trips would I find the most challenging and why? A stay in a nudist camp? <laughs> a bus trip across India? A camel ride across the desert? An organized holiday on a cruise ship or camping with nothing but a backpack in the woods. Okay, definitely camping. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. Why why would you who would do that? Voluntarily be like, let me pretend to be homeless. There are buildings <laughs> <laughs> that we can go inside of. Like, why would I live in a first world country and not use air conditioning? I know. What? Why? I'm having a shitty week trying to sleep on an air mattress that has a leak in it. Dang. I cannot imagine sleeping on the ground. <laughs> what? With bugs. With bugs and leaves and stuff. Get out of here. Oh, I know you well, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, I feel like I got to know you a little better. Hey, you know how to do that. Conspiracy theories and all. (laughs) An update on who wants to date a Tracy Clayton. (laughs) Is that where we we renamed it? (laughs) I guess so. As of two seconds ago. Um, so we're still getting some some entries. What is that voice? What's happening? Um, this is me trying to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one from a twenty four year old. Ooh, 
Girl, don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get you some. <laughs> don't. I, I would rather not. I'm <laughs> going to pass on that one. Like, I'm old enough to have changed his diapers don't, when he was a kid. That's not. That's not how you should approach this. <laughs> a, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? You talk to me every day. You are a secret 32-year-old, though. This is true. See. But there are some of us out there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Girl, I guess. Well, I have no confirmation that this one is one of you. So. Okay. But yeah, it's it's still going. We're slowly collecting entries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I was kind of like, ooh, oh, ooh. okay. May- maybe. Try to keep them as local as possible. We're not flying anybody up here or out of here or anything. If you or someone that you know, you think they would be a good fit for me, um, send, <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this, send um, a picture and a short blurb explaining why we should be together forever or for a while. What? No, you just... <laughs> Just for our dating game purposes. <laughs> this is my life, Very Evan. This things. is my life. <laughs> my eggs got three more years. I do not have time to play. Um, it's not that serious, y'all. <laughs> it really is. Very isn't. chill, it really fun. <laughs> um, send us, email us at another round at BuzzFeed.com. A few weeks ago, we asked for your call and responses to the question. What are some of the wildest microaggressions you've experienced in the workplace? And there were so many. Oh, there were so many. Uh, <laughs> they, like, you know, they made me laugh, but also really sad. <laughs> Hilarious sad, as I like to call them. I stole that from a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I think it's a great word. <laughs> they made me hilarious sad. No, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. It's hilarious It's like the thing where you like do the laugh and then you get sad at them. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's hilarious sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here are just a few of some of the, the call-in responses. So this story kind of has multiple layers of what the fuck. The funniest microaggression that's happened to me at work, I'm at the copier and an older white male co-worker walks up to me and begins spouting off all of these tasks that I am to finish before the end of the day. It's during that moment when I'm looking at him completely confused that I realize that he thinks I'm the black girl intern. So I finish what I'm doing and I walk away while he's still talking so that he realizes that I don't work at the intern desk. Just to give you a background on the story, I am originally from Ethiopia, so a couple of coworkers and I were sitting there talking about uh, one of our f- colleagues that's about to have a baby. She turns around to me and goes, I made so much breast milk, I could feed all the people in your country. Yeah. But who the hell am I going to go to when the person that said it to me is our HR director? She's like, yeah, they got chicken fried chicken and then she nudged me as she was saying fried chicken okay this bitch just tried it on the low but then again i'm like i live in south carolina so i'm pretty sure they offer this as an option yeah the thing that i run run into down here especially in this particular area of the state is that white people want to be down so much that they make these jokes that i mean they don't make sense they're corny as heck and you got bitches like this one who decide who decides that she wants to just go in on the, the negative stereotype of fried chicken and watermelon. And I like I wanted to tell her so bad, but I'm allergic to watermelon, so I can't have it. When I was in college, I was a pizza delivery guy. And the transaction was simple. I would get to the place, tell them the price, they put the money in my hand, I give them their change back, and the transaction. 
but specific people. When I got there and I told them the price, they wouldn't give me the money. They would put it on top of the pizza box because they didn't want to touch my hands. And then I would have to put their change back on top of the pizza box. And which sometimes slipped off onto the floor because, yeah. I was working in investment banking, a large bank that's headquartered in the South. And we'll just leave it at that. So I'm in a meeting and someone is giving a presentation. And during their presentation, they were saying, oh, this this thing happened before the war. And then they say the war of northern aggression, that is. <laughs> and then everyone else in the in the meeting just cracks up. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Using the context clues, I'm smart enough to gather that this is a room full of people who are upset that I am not a slave. And everyone is laughing and no one sees why this would be offensive to me. I'm black and I'm Muslim, so, you know, I've gotten everything from, oh, you look so pretty without a scarf and you speak English really well. This past week I just got, so where are you originally from? Which is my favorite. Like, I mean, I wasn't born in this country, but I'm from Seattle. For some reason, my ethnicity came up at work one day and I explained how I was half Chinese. My whiter-than-a-ghost colleague was so unbelievably confused because I guess she'd been reading me as white. She kept saying things like, no, you're not. That's not true. And then she said, but I have lots of half-Asian friends and you don't look anything like them. I literally had to explain to her how we don't all look alike. I'm in the Air Force, and normally I wear my hair in twists or fro. And on this particular day, I was wearing my hair in a fro. Another supervisor outside of our office beelines towards me and says, hey, let's fix this mess and puts his hands in my hair. And I had to sit there stone-faced because he outranked me. Because if it had been under any other circumstances, he would have got cussed the fuck out. 12 Years a Slave had recently came out. Lupita was in the airwaves. I was wearing my hair really short. So this woman comes into my cubicle area She's commenting on my hair and how she likes it. And then she goes on to say, you're like my little Lupita. I look nothing like Lupita, who is amazing and brilliant and beautiful. I feel I'm the same things, but we look nothing alike. Like, it didn't make any sense. I wish I would have called her out on it, but people are crazy, y'all. People are crazy. We're all sitting at the table and somebody asked me, hey... What are you going to bring to the potluck? And then some Becky decides that she wants to interject and answer for me. So she's like, oh, she can bring some fried chicken and some scissor, some syrup. Excuse me? This year I didn't go to the Martin Luther King Parade, which all, you know, all black people go to. They, they go off and they stay. They don't go to work. So this year I decided not to go boss comes in he asks everyone i'm in the only room i'm the only one in the room that's black how are you how are you today normal day comes to me get it that i am 28 years old not no little boy we didn't go out there and catch some candy i look around i pause i was like is he talking to me he's looking straight at me i don't i don't understand why do i have to go out and catch candy i'm a grown-ass man i don't think I need to go out and catch candy. I'm not a child. And why do I have to go out and catch candy at the MLK grade? Because I'm black? I, I guess because I'm black. I, okay. 
Yeah, it's eating away at my soul every time I look at them. And that's my microaggression. Whew. Yeah, we're praying Life for y'all. Hard. <laughs> yeah. I just can't even go to work without being racist against racist is now a verb. What? It's a verb. Racist. From the can't word go to work without racist. being hate crime, as Tracy might say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so thank y'all so much for responding to that question. Our next question for like the month or whenever we decide to put it out <laughs> is, as you know, Northwest is going to be a big sister. If we have any baby listeners out there, this one's for you. Shout out to all the kids. <laughs> we you just, probably shouldn't be listening to yeah. this right now. <laughs> um, but we want to know, do you have any advice for Northwest about being an older sibling? And these tips should come from the children in your lives. Yes. Now, your the, kids the or nieces. qualifications are you are under 10. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any adult opinions. <laughs> A reminder, our call-in number is 520-2-ROUNDS. That's 520-276-8637. Or you can email us a voice memo uh, or some sort of voice recording to another round at buzzfeed.com and we, voice memos typically sound better yeah sound quality wise we prefer those but if you can't do that let's show this is uh, a precursor to the segment i'm dying to do which is baby talk show <laughs> baby talk show <laughs> hanging out being babies all day what <laughs> yes <laughs> i would love that We are unbelievably excited to have Stacey Marie Ishmael on the podcast. Every time I see her name, I want to pronounce it the Ethiopian way. Ishmael. I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. Yeah. Stacey Marie is the head of the news apps, multiple apps yeah. launching. You Ooh. are a hard, busy working woman. <laughs> um, but if you guys want to check out the news app, go to buzzfeed.com slash news app and all of that's there. Damn right. It'll tell you everything you need to know about the world right now. Mm. Yes. Uh, all right. So Stacey Marie, what do you do and why? Huh. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> My responsibility at BuzzFeed is to make sure that we are representing news on mobile in the best possible way for our audiences, whatever devices they're on, whatever platforms they're on, whatever country they're in. Why do I do it? I like challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've never said in my life. <laughs> mobile is hard. Mm. Um, and I, I love news, man. I like... Wake, okay, I don't necessarily like waking up at four o'clock in the morning and being like, oh no, things, but it's really fun and I get to work with fantastic people and yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think this is a really interesting position because you have to do both like the product dev side and the like editorial mm-hmm. news side. I mean, the good news is I don't have to code because that would be bad I mean, for yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in charge of it all. Right. That's so, a lot to oversee in like two fields that like a lot of people spend their lifetime specializing right. in. Right. Uh, I don't understand why everyone's not profiling you right now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Who has that kind of time? <laughs> you know, it's super fun to be in a position where half the time you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> and the other half the time you kind of think you know what you're doing, but you're not exactly sure. So you just have to try and see what happens. Mm. Oh, that's my nightmare. So, I know. Me? Yeah. This is super fun. <laughs> <laughs> So let's backtrack a little since not enough people are profiling you. Profiling right. you. I'm exactly. going to take that on. <laughs> like baby Stacey. Baby Stacey. Like where, where did you I'm come sure everybody, up? I'm sure everybody is listening to your accent is like, hmm. You're like, why do you sound like you're Welsh? Okay. So <laughs> true story. I grew up in Trinidad. 
Uh, so Trinidad and Tobago, the country, but Trinidad, the island. And I lived there until I was like 17. And then I was like, I need to get out of this island. It's really small. Um, and I want to see other things in the world. So I decided like, what is the furthest place that I could possibly go? I was like, let's move to France. Wow. So I moved to France. Yeah. At 17, you just 17. moved to France. My, my mother was not impressed with me, but also not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> in theory, I went for school. <laughs> <laughs> I was studying like linguistics and really, really grim psychology. Like if you've never read, I'm, I'm sure, don't read this, but there was, there was a book. I remember it was like my third day in the country and it was like, okay, now we're going to talk about the theory of suicide. And I was like, did I make the oh right life God. choice? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like an interesting book that I would like, but I don't know if I would. It's <laughs> by a dude named Durkheim, you know. Yes, uh, that's my jam. Go to your nearest <laughs> library. <laughs> Um, but like that accomplished two things for me, which is like, I don't want to live in France mm. <laughs> and I probably don't want to study psychology. I instead moved to London. At the time, I was like, you know what I'm really interested in? FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> which like in retrospect, whoo, Stacey. Wow. Somebody should have tapped you on the shoulder and been like, no. <laughs> um, what was it like being black in all those different places? Well, in, I didn't know I was black mm. until I moved out of Trinidad. Like mm. in oh, Trinidad, yeah, like coming from a right. black population. You know, I'm like, right. I'm in the Caribbean. I'm what would be called red in the islands because yeah. I have like mixed ancestry. Um, I like to say I'm of ethnically ambiguous origin. <laughs> and then I moved to London and they were like, so you should join the Black and Minority Ethnic Society. And I was like, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and I remember there, I caused a ruckus. I, I caused ruckuses. It's a thing. I love that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> so I go, you know, I'm an undergrad and there's the African Caribbean Society. I was like, this is cool. But in the year that I was getting into undergrad, there were a couple of other students from the Caribbean, one of whom you would think was Chinese, like one of whom you would think was Indian, one mm. of whom you would think was like Syrian. Yeah. Because that's how the Caribbean is. And yeah. we rock up at this African Caribbean society meeting and half the room's like, so why are you here? We're like, <laughs> this is not awkward at all. Right. <laughs> And so we decided that we were going to create the Caribbean Vibes Society as like a splinter group. Did you spell vibes with, with a Z? With Damn right, we yes! did. <laughs> there may have been a palm tree in the logo. It was like the most cliche oh thing. Oh my God, I love it. I mean, it was terrible and brilliant. Vibes. <laughs> but it, it was really interesting because it was the first time I ran smack into being assigned an identity that I hadn't like given to myself. Mm. Interesting. And it was particularly interesting for, you know, because I, I look more like I could belong to the African Caribbean society than the other people that I rocked up with that day. Mm. And I remember a particularly interesting meeting with like the student union, which is sort of like, you know, student government in UK terms, having to explain like how islands are different. <laughs> oh my God. And that we don't necessarily have the same commonalities as like an entire continent and a, and a couple of islands. Yeah. Ooh. So... You know, no. th those are fun times. And then, <laughs> whenever I spoke up in class, people were surprised. Mm. Like, I am hella mouthy, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, hey, me talking. And I would run for things in student government and get really involved in student politics. And people would be like, but you're brown. Yeah. <laughs> How is this happening? The soft bigotry of low expectations. Damn right. I was mm. like, interesting, interesting. And my favorite, the anecdote I always tell and will never forget is... I met it. There was a like a Japanese girl in one of my classes, and she's like, "So where are you from?" The Caribbean. And I could see like the blankness of the state. Like that mm. wasn't even a region that mm. that registered. And so I was trying to explain and contextualize. And I was like, "You know, we're kind of out of Venezuela, and <laughs> you know, we're in the Caribbean Ocean." And she's like, "So do you speak African?" 
Oh, oh ma'am. So much is I know someone's asked her, do you speak Asian? Like, why right. would you do that? Why would you reincarnate no, no. that feeling in someone else? But it was, it, it, it was a reminder that, you know, I'm from this small ass island, but I still know a reasonable amount about the world, maybe mm. because I'm from a tiny little island. But it was, it was really just running smack into perceptions of myself that had, that were being imposed on me that I didn't, I wasn't exposed to before. And it was weird, man. So huh. when you're doing all this hiring for like your news team or just like all the projects you're a part of, like how do you think about the people you're bringing in? <sighs> you, I think, oh, you also tweet a lot about <laughs> hiring. They are like, the best Go tweet. off. SMI <laughs> rants about hiring. <laughs> Volume five. So I'm going to use a soccer slash football analogy here for a second. <laughs> One of the things I think about is how do you create a team that wants to be a team and not just a collection of superstars. You know, so it's like Real Madrid versus Barcelona, where Barcelona is kind of like... <laughs> there, are, there are people on who play for FC Barcelona who are individual geniuses, mm. but collectively, like, it's a different level. Yeah. Right? And I try very hard to make sure that each individual person I'm hiring has unique strengths, but are A, and crucially, not an asshole, mm. and B, like, additive to the team. So they're bringing something that the team lacks, but they're also bringing themselves as a person and an identity who's going to, like, make the entire team better. And, you know, it's, it's so, so important not just to assume that because you come from a minority, you have no, like, biases. Mm. I think everybody has implicit and explicit things that we're just like, no. And sometimes we don't interrogate like where those reservations are coming from. And so that's like, that's another thing I'm really sensitive to, which is that I don't want to, you know, be lazy about my hiring because I'm like, I'm brown, I'll make more evolved decisions or I'm a woman, I'll make more evolved decisions, which is like, com like not true on, the, on like <laughs> statistically. <laughs> you know? And so I try to be really, really thoughtful and I try to have systems in place to like check any implicit biases that I might have mm. in every stage of my hiring process. What do you think are the, like the most, I don't know, like, the things people are doing the, wrong in the hiring process, like the most egregious things. <laughs> Where to does you, one begin? Both, <laughs> both on your end, on the hiring yeah. end, and the application end. There are a couple of things that are really consistent. One is people don't know that when somebody posts a job description, what they're trying to do is solve a specific problem, mm. right? They're trying to find skills that their team doesn't have or their company doesn't have. And really what they're asking for when you're applying is how can you help me solve this problem? Not how are you like the most amazing creature to ever walk the earth. Mm. So I'll get tons of cover letters that are like, I am exceptionally well suited to this position because I have a degree. I'm like, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what do you know about what I'm trying to do? Mm. And how can you articulate that? Right. One of the things that definitely bothers me and is very gendered is the way women present their accomplishments versus mm. the way men present Ooh, their accomplishments. Please elaborate. Uh, please so like, elaborate. Right. So I'll give you three examples. Um, two of the people on my team are trying to, like, so we're hiring in London, New York, and LA. And one of the people on the team sets up this system where, like, for interviews, somebody could say, hey, uh, I would like a 30-minute slot to talk to you or, like, a 60-minute slot to talk to you. Every single dude, 60 minutes slot. Wow. Every single woman, 30 minutes slot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like they were sent the same email. Mm. Like it's totally up to you. Wow. Men went for all the time. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh. uh. that's one example. Another example is that when it comes to talking about their achievements, mm. you know, and there's like broad generalizations, but a lot of the CVs I've seen from women with extremely impressive histories will say things like, 
I contributed to mm. or I really helped with or, mm. you know, like my team did as opposed to like I led this project that was amazing yeah. <laughs> or like mm -hmm. I built this thing from scratch. And all the dudes who might have been, you know, associates or whatever was like because of me single handedly <laughs> <laughs> all by <Listen>. myself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, why? Why? Uh, like, what is the socialization process that we go to where we have we're taught to like shrink mm. <laughs> from mm. the things that we have achieved? Speak <laughs> on it to me, Amanda. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Tell girls to shrink themselves <laughs> and make themselves smaller. Like, wow. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. And then the third is like the follow-up. Mm. So if I send a thoughtfully worded rejection email to a dude. Oh my gosh. Inevitably, it's like, you are making a mistake. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my God. Or like, has Karen, someone actually said that oh. to you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's hella bold. I mean, oh my God. not only did this person essentially insinuate that I had no idea what I was doing, but uh. then like sent an email to Ben Smith, <gasps> the editor of BuzzFeed.com oh website. <laughs> and was like, what? you know, I really think... <laughs> Like, oh my! I would the be entitlement. Your boss. <laughs> the entitlement. Jesus fucking Christ! Haven't you had a similar experience? When I you did. were hiring, right? <laughs> I was hiring, and it was, it's like it was immediate within like the first day. Oh <laughs> all the application, all the applications I got. There'd be people who were like who had incredible resumes and be super self-effacing. And like I'm like, girl, you're great, mm -hmm. right? And then dudes who had like nothing in their resume be like, bruh, <laughs> why aren't you hiring me though? Like, Chill. Uh, this yeah. conversation is everything to me, and this is like one—I mean, one of many reasons that I wanted to have you on the show because I noticed um, once I started working at BuzzFeed, this—I think this is like legitimately the first time that I've worked a job where there were like black women like in charge of shit yes black Shani. women who like yes Johnny <laughs> Hilton. Hilton black women who like get to hire people yes that whole like That's idea is just like it's so foreign to me <laughs> typically like my background as far as office work goes I'm like the administrative person so like you know I'm not looting to meetings and stuff right. so I've never had any physical visual examples mm -hmm of black women or even any brown women, not just yeah. black women, yeah. of brown women empowered to know that first of all, like it's even possible, you know what I mean? And then like how to navigate these spaces when it comes to like having to negotiate for mm -hmm. things in the workplace. And like when you were talking about like how women present their accomplishments, that's the thing I've, I literally do not know how to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in talking to people, I have to be like, hey, remind them that you're the shit. You're the shit. You can say it. <laughs> if you were a man, they would expect you to say it. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's something that I have to be so conscious of doing. Yeah, there's a saying which has become increasingly popular, which is, you know, you can't be what you can't see. Mm. Oof. And it's just it's just so important. Like just the mere sight of a woman who looks like you doing things yes. that you aspire to yes. is kind of like transformational at the cellular level. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yes. my gosh. That is so, so true. A mantra that's been going around with my friends is uh, carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. That's how we're living 2K15. <laughs> that is the most important and impactful thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm not even joking. <laughs> For brown women who has gone through life working jobs where she has seen no representation of herself mm. in positions that she may want one day but she doesn't know if she can like attain it if she's like worth it or anything like what tips would you give that woman as far as like how to secure these positions and just like I don't know what just is like general advocating for yourself yeah there you go there you go I mean before any of that it's know why you want it mm. right so 
whenever you're thinking about like I want to be doing this is it because other people are doing it is it because other people say you should be doing it or is this something that you know like fundamentally inside this is something that you want to do so last week Misty Copeland was you know recognized for her considerable balletic talents mm. and she became the first black female principal soloist ballet dancer did yes. i get all did i got all of the adjectives oh my god <laughs> the american like ballet theater and she was quoted by the new york times as saying one of the things that she you know was worried about is that if she didn't get that promotion mm. people there wouldn't be another ballerina like her for like mm. two generations oh and there gosh. you know and nobody would be there to inspire young black girls who wanted to be ballet dancers they would never see somebody who looked like them on the stage what she struck at was really interesting which is that Sometimes you feel like you have to do things that you don't even want to just so other people feel oh, motivated absolutely. to. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you go to like a lot of conferences and panels and yeah, shit. I you know, know, it's like that emotional labor of representing all yeah. the time. This <laughs> is the number one reason I do panels. And you're like, this is something that Kaya was talking about when she was on the show, right? Mm. Like never being able to just be like yeah. Kaya. And the Kaya that I'm talking about is Kaya Thomas. I think 1920. Yeah. I don't know. She's the coder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. When you are the only one or you're the first one or you're one of very few, you sort of feel like, I right, got to do this thing. Got to right. bring my A game like every damn day. Yeah. Because you're like, you know, a standard is being sets and so like maybe the next time somebody who sees somebody who looks like you they'll be like oh yeah we should give them a chance because that other one mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know yeah. was also really good oh my God. and so knowing what your motivations are is super important mm. and then there is almost always a community that you can find and join that will support you mm. and that I think is something super important like even if you feel like it's only you you know like when I was the brown person in my philosophy class. I was like, there must be other people. Yeah. <laughs> and and you you go out and you find them and like sometimes it's in the library and they're reading the same book and you just like happen to sit near to them. <laughs> You're like, are you in that other tutorial? Like, yeah, can we talk about Plato? <laughs> you have to be willing to be vulnerable, which is sometimes at odds with having to like appear to be badass all the time. <laughs> so those those things are really in contradiction. And then remembering that this is hard. Right. This is hard. Like being the underrepresented, underrepresented person, being the being the minority, being from the person from a background who's not like anybody else's. You run into things, the microaggressions, like the like the invisible, the code of conduct that nobody told you about, the rules that everybody Mm. else is playing by that you're not privy to. This is hard and it is exhausting Mm. and it will stress you out. And that is a totally legitimate response. Mm. And you have to not be so hard on yourself when you're Mm. like, am I doing everything wrong? Like, I don't understand. Why Mm. is this so hard? Uh. It is hard because it is hard and not because you are like not good. I'm I'm about about to cry. cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much, guys. It's so real. It's so real. Um, I feel like every single woman I know at BuzzFeed looks to you as a mentor. Whoa. In her or not. I hope you know that. I absolutely do. I absolutely Absolutely. do. Do you feel like you have had mentors or you have mentors in your life now i definitely have sought them out mm. uh, i mean not in the like will you be my mentor right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> informal mentors yeah and i am i'm am, you know i like look at how amazing you are like oh. i get to work with you this is oh, I, <laughs> I remember i remember before i was at buzzfeed when i was like vping at the financial times i was like heaven and tracy are so cool <laughs> <laughs> How are they so funny? Like, you were just inspired. determined to make us cry. I know. <laughs> and so I think, you know, I think it's really important not to think of as a mentor or somebody who you see it being like on a different level as you, but just mm. somebody who has different experiences from you mm. who might be doing something completely different. And peer-to-peer mentoring is super important. And it's different from just like supporting each other because you, you need a support network. But you also need people who will call you on your shit. Yes. Word. And be like, 
you could have done that better. Yeah. You know, like, here is how you can handle that situation next time. Mm. Now let's go for a drink. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> uh, please never leave me. <laughs> Obviously, we could just talk to you forever and just like let you teach us how the world works and how, yes. to, how to do being a black girl. Um, please come back. I will anytime. This dude is so cool. Right? <laughs> he has like a nice little ambiance. We got the gin is flowing. It's a nice place. All right. A, a few pew, 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 pew questions. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I always want to say that. <laughs> so in our last episode, um, when we had Crystal on, um, I saw a few tweets where people were angry that we didn't ask her about squirrels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit. I'm sorry. I didn't realize people were so wedded to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so we will never make that mistake again. I'm sorry, so, guys. <laughs> Stacey Marie, yo, how do you feel about squirrels? So I have this hierarchy of awful creatures, right? <laughs> I'm so into it. I'm so into it. Like at the top, in terms of like worst, most awful, I will move like rats. Okay. okay. In third position, pigeons. You know how I feel uh, about pigeons. Rats with wings. I am not taking this like pigeon propaganda. Guys, guys. But like in between rats and pigeons are squirrels. Mm, <laughs> like, okay. okay. Fair answer. Fair it's, answer. I mean, it's kind of fair. I still pigeons. Just give pigeons no, a chance. No. Just go, okay. All right. <laughs> Not today. Not negotiable. We'll try again later. We'll try again later. <laughs> Do you refrigerate your ketchup? I make my own ketchup. What? <laughs> I don't even live uh, in what? Williamsburg, and I make my own ketchup. <laughs> I didn't even know people did that. How is that? <laughs> so. It's sort of one of those things where I realize like the return on investment of making your own ketchup is negative because it takes like a thousand million hours <laughs> and a whole heap load of tomatoes. <laughs> but it's, it's very soothing and I'll bring you some sometime. Please do. Oh my God. Please do. So I when you like make I'm... it, do you refrigerate it? Yes, because there are no preservatives in my artisanal uh, homemade made in Long Island City ketchup. There's so much I don't know about you. <laughs> this is a... That's wild. <laughs> I did not think we'd get that answer. <laughs> Me either. What are some fruits you'd rather have in the Caribbean than in America? Mangoes. Ooh. See, I knew you were going to say mangoes. Yes. I, I mean, like, the, there is no other fruit. Ugh. That's true. You're right. You ain't lying. <laughs> we don't speak of other fruits. Nope. We only speak of mangoes. <laughs> um, so you are a dance hall DJ in a former life? Ooh, I'll use some research. What? Hey, we try. DJ what? Sinistra. What? That was the question. I was oh going to ask you, what was your DJ name? What was it? Repeat it. It was DJ Sinistra because I'm left-handed. Yay! And I am a super nerd. And like the Latin for left-handed is Sinistra. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Um, but I also used to shorten it to Sin because, you know, yes. wild side. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could not love this more. <laughs> so it was like coming oh at you, DJ gosh. Sin. My yes. favorite, my favorite genre of your tweets are like you complaining about dance hall mixes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have Sean Paul in 2004 on I this mean, list? That was not acceptable. I mean, Sean, like you had some good songs. <laughs> but it is 2015. Update your list. Update yeah. your list. <laughs> oh my goodness. Favorite song to to wind to. Ooh, what year? <laughs> Any, a year of your preference. So I never actually liked the whole dutty wine genre. Hmm. It was just too violent for me. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, <laughs> like, like the whole stabbing situation. Oh, like, no, no, no. I'm not, yeah, it's a lot. Not really my scene. <laughs> I think in the past couple of years, I have like I have feelings about Marshall Montano. But I really like this soca song that he came out with called... Um, happiest man alive because it just had this really it's like this fun kind of up-tempo but as with all soca music there are like two grooves <laughs> <laughs> so you can do like the slow wine yeah yeah, yeah. or so you can still be like jamming there are <laughs> usually two grooves so yeah <laughs> 
This has been so fun. Uh, I I'm wish you so could stay sad. forever. I, I feel like we should have like a recurring segment, like Stacy's advice <laughs> corner. We should. Only oh, if Tracy does like a special Stacy's advice corner. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna come up with a theme song. <laughs> Get you. Three verses. We will sing the entire thing before your segment. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, we've got some things to promote, obviously. Yes. So download the BuzzFeed News app for iOS. Um, it, all the Android people, it's not that I don't love you. It's like Android is really hard. It's coming out in the fall. And I'm in definitely the, meantime, the target audience for this app, but it is really great, guys. Damn right. Mm. It is. My team's awesome. Damn. Um, BuzzFeed.com slash news app. Awesome. Catch and, you up on the world. And follow Stacey on Twitter at, at S underscore M underscore I. Team underscores. Please follow her for all her fire <laughs> tweets about hiring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all the shit that's popping off in diversity right. conversations. Quote, unquote, Ooh, quote, unquote. I'm sure so you can quotes. hear the air quotes. Yes. Serious air uh, quotes. Like when Facebook hired seven black people. <laughs> and like we collectively, I'm sure we know all of them. <laughs> right. Let's be real. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Facebook recently re-released some of their diversity numbers. And it, it turns out they hired seven black people in two, 2013 out of like 1,200. It is a new day, guys. They got seven black people. And we we know four of them is what we learned. <laughs> oh, shit. We were like, all right, y'all, which ones we know? <laughs> Anyways, follow Stacey Marie. Yes, upgrade your life and follow Stacey Marie. BuzzFeed.com slash news up. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Thank you. Uh, even though I would love to continue talking to Stacey Marie forever, we need to buy this round because people need some drinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who you been around for, Heaven? Um, I went to Boston to visit my friend, my friend Emeka. Emeka! I love Emeka so much. Me too. Hey, boo. So I'm going to buy a round for him, even though you guys don't know him. But let me tell y'all a little something about him. Tell us about Emeka. So Emeka went to this like really like bougie private school in Boston or in Massachusetts, not in Boston proper. And it's like the fancy private schools where like Mitt Romney's children probably go or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) But he went there on scholarship. And after he graduated college, he went back because he just saw so many problems and how it was done and like just all the shit need to be fixed. Every institution I've been a part of like that, I'm just like, fuck y'all. Listen. Guns are blazing. Like, I'm leaving. You you. will never see me ever again. Good luck to you, sir. But he was saying it wasn't even just that like he's good for the job because he's great. But, like, someone has to do it. Mm-hmm. He has, like, this African-American studies class that he's introduced to this white-ass school. Yes, America. And, like, he's, I'm not just saying that because he added my Kanye essay to the syllabus. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're on a syllabus. You are so famous. <laughs> you're an intellectual. In you guys are wondering, my Kanye essay is called <laughs> In Defense of Kanye West. Yeah. No. But also, he is leaving. This is his last year there. Aww. And I think it's so hard to know when to leave a place oh listen or like when to know your energy is just like being sucked out Mm -hmm. so he's leaving because he's unhappy there it's just hit a wall with like how much work he can do yeah like his class is popping like they're now like oh we need two of these classes like Mm -hmm. there's you know like he's doing well but like there's only so much you can give of yourself to institutions like this. Ooh. Like, listen, Drake ain't never lied when he said, you know, all these niggas trying to drain me of my energy. <laughs> well, actually, Drake has lied, you know? <laughs> Drake's all right. He said, I like my girl's BBW. He lied. 
bitch wear. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, it's around for him, but around for like everyone who's like, I don't have to be a part of this. Like, uh, I can do my own cool, dope shit. Right. I don't need your cosign. I don't need to do like any official things. Like, mm-hmm. I can do shit on my own. You know? Yeah. Sometimes, like the analogy that I always use in this situation is, it feels like I'm pushing against a brick wall. And exactly. The wall's not gonna move, and I can either stay here and like break my elbows trying to get it to move, or I can go to something else. Yeah. Awesome. Around for a Mecca. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy, trying to take away from a nigga, fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. Who are you buying around for, Tracy? I am buying around for the entire Bad Boy family circa <laughs> 1994 <laughs> through 2000. And when? Probably like one, two. The golden age and era of Bad Boy. Yeah. So last week, the BET Awards were on. Mm-hmm. And they did a Bad Boy tribute. Yeah. And I have never been so excited in my life. Uh-huh. It's about that time for us to... Puff Daddy was on stage. He was giddy bopping. <laughs> you know, Mace came out rapping all slow like he used to. He was in like, I think he was in like a red leather suit or something. And they had like the the big shiny mirrored room that they were in. And um, wasn't one video. Uh, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Faith was on stage. One twelve oh, came out. And then in the middle of all this, the floor opens up. And up levitate Kimberly Jones, a.k.a. Little Kim. Let me yes. tell you, I was at work. There was like a small team of us at work covering the BET Awards. Yeah, real country there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. It's all about the Benjamins, me and Drea just, just got up and just ran <laughs> all around the room. We was like, oh, oh man. They had so many bangers. Mm. So much good music. And I mean, this was when like remixes were actual remixes. Listen. Where like a song would sound like uh, a completely different song. Same I really lyrics. missed that. Ugh. Mary J. Blige has an entire remix album <laughs> of What's the 411. This is two albums. It's the same album, but it's two. You know? I mean, just uh, the music was so good. Also, Faith and Lil' Kim were on the same stage. Mm. Look at Reconciliation. <laughs> Look at Jesus. Look what can happen. And now, like, I want to listen to nothing but Bad Boy from yes. that era. So. I just want to do a little Harlem Shake. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go hang out with, I don't know, G-Dep somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> But to everybody from who was just making hit after hit after hit for Bad Boy, Diddy, I know you're going through some things right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> you yes. may or may not have choked out your son's lily coach or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. But that aside, <laughs> you guys have made a huge contribution <laughs> to my life, to society. Please have a drink. To black people everywhere. Yes, yes. Just one drink and pass it around, though. I feel like every culture has their home shake. (laughs) True. (laughs) Ethiopians definitely do. It's our entire dance. This is (laughs) Kastan. But I Uh, can't do either, so. Anyways, shout out to Bad Boy. Shout out to Bad Bad Boy. You make me feel so good. You know, you make me feel so good. You know, you make me feel so good. That's what we do. We did it again. Hey. Woo. Wah. <laughs> 
I feel like we had to have the air horn for Yes. <laughs> Special fucking shout out to Stacey Marie. Uh, if you don't feel better after listening to her speak, then I don't know what to tell you. I like, know. I'm getting ready to go Get out here together. and just do something. I want to give myself. her a book deal. Like, I don't I, uh, I don't have a book deal to give her. Right. But I want to figure it out. Uh, she could do this. Self-help. There's all these motherfucking um, Twitter relationship gurus and self-help people. Like, don't <laughs> also, let the man like, do that. She all do this, it. like, lean-in shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear yeah. advice from Stacey Marie. Listen. <laughs> Shout out to the pod squad. Pod squad. That That's is... Julia Furlan. Yay. Eleanor Kagan. Woo. And Jenna Weiss-Berman. Ow, ow. Thanks to our stand-in Paul today. Paul is not here, but we have David in his stead. David has sleeves on. You know, it's not really Paul's thing right now. So it was an adjustment, but I feel like we got through it okay together as a team. David, we are so glad to have you. Thanks to the people who are responsible for the dope-ass music that you hear every episode. That is Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow him at D-O-N-W-I-L-L. And Jean Grey, who tweets as Jean Greasy. Um, she just released two musical projects. Two. You're still yeah, waiting like on she... one project from some of y'all favorites. And she's just like, bam. And also, bam. One of them is full of baby making music. The, out, the title is called Sakes, which I think is just like a fancy way to say sex. It's spelled S-A-I-X. Um, and aside from that, there is a rap album if you're more into rap and you don't like practicing to make babies. That's your business, your prerogative. I'm not here to judge you. The rap album is called I Swear to God, which I love. Find them. Google them up. Spell that, Tracy, because no one... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I swear to God. I swear to God. Like sweater. Yes. It's I, and it's all one word. I-S-W-E-A-T-E-R-G-A-W-D. I love that already. I love it. I love it. It's like when people are like, man, I swear to God. So... Pick him up. She's great. She's dope. Hey, Jing. How you doing, girl? We miss you. Come back. Come sing some more casual Negro spirituals. <laughs> yes. People miss you. Also, shout out to my co-host, Heaven. Shout out to the Tracy. Oh, my gosh. You can follow Heaven on Twitter at Heaven Rents. That's Heaven the noun and Rents the verb. I love saying that. I just love to say it. Uh, and follow Tracy at stillthebesttwittername.com. <laughs> <laughs> Brokey McPoverty. <laughs> Yay, bye. Do we have a good blooper this episode? Well, it, this we weren't we weren't rolling when God, it was so Tracy good. made uh, a pun in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to recreate it really quickly? Would I? Come on, let's read. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm, I have a glass in my hand. I'm, and I'm what you drinking, Tracy? Sip, sip, sip. That's not how it went. That's oh, not what sorry. You said. You said What's on your glass, Tracy? Sip, sip. Oh, this. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> this it's Abraham Lincoln, or more like Abraham drinking. <laughs> uh, still funny. This is funny as the first time. It worked. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my gosh God Thank bless you for, your laugh Tracy I'm sorry Thank you for indulging God me. bless your puns <laughs> Call your mom Bye Ignore Tracy's puns No <laughs> Never do that Never do that Call your mom Love Tracy's puns Yay I also drink some water